You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Hey guys, Coach Ben here. Thank you for tuning in to The Benchcast, podcast where we talk how to bench big. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, I'm Coach Ben. I'm a professional powerlifting coach, a bench presser. I have an amassed 820-pound bench press in my career. And I have the fortunate pleasure of coaching lifters across the globe through our online coaching program. All I ask is for one simple favor from you. If you enjoy the episode, please share the podcast. Please tell a friend. That helps us grow. Today, we have a great episode on speed benching and how to set up speed benching in your training. First, I want to talk about why speed benching is valuable. All right, conjugate system has been something I've been implementing more within my training. I've been introducing more of our athletes to the conjugate system. I really like how the system's set up, how you can control a lot of variables within the system. But the speed work is pretty straightforward here. And speed the speed work really emphasizes in that force equation. Force equals mass times acceleration. The max effort side of the system here is working on that absolute strength, the ability to move heavy mass. All right. The acceleration side of the component of the um, equation here, right, is the speed work. And that is accelerating the bar quickly, getting more speed on our lifts if we can generate more speed more acceleration we can put more force into the bar therefore we should see our one rep max increase speed work is very valuable because it allows you to get volume in with light enough weight you can recover pretty readily from but also allows you to work with light enough weight where you can really practice technique practice your setup and all that I'm going to touch on how I like to set up the speed cycle. I'm going to go through 12 weeks, how to set that up. Um, And first thing I want to touch on is some of the common faults that we see with speed work. The big two that I see is either too much weight, and that is either in straight weight on the bar or in additional bands or chains. All right, having too much weight in either of those categories are going to slow your bar speed down dramatically. And then what ends up happening is your speed work, which you are working with specific numbers and a specific bar speed for a reason, all of a sudden turns into subpar volume work where you're working heavy enough that it's, it's slower in the bar speed. You're not moving at the speed that we're looking to see. And it's not enough weight to really force a great training effect. So you're missing the ball entirely if you're using too much weight here. That's a huge common fault I see with speed work. The other is just poor intent. When we're working with these light weights, we cannot be slow. We cannot even have that idea in our head that we're we're just relaxed going through it. You know, we have to, when you get that bar out, it's bang, bang, bang. You are pounding out reps. You have to try to be moving as quickly as you humanly can. Okay. I would even say that form and technique 
take a back seat to how fast you're moving the bar. Obviously, we need enough form and technique to move the bar competently. We're not bouncing all around. We're not turning this into a bounce house, right? We need controlled touch and go. However, speed needs to be at the front of the intent. The intent needs to be there. Some things that I like to do with our athletes to improve intent is to pit them up in battles, get guys excited about trying to be faster than the other person in their group. I have the Rep1 speed device that we attach to the bar so we can actually see how fast the bar is accelerating meters per second. gives us a lot of great data. So we definitely throw that on when we're doing speed work. It is all about increasing your intent. When you touch that bar, you are trying to move it faster than you ever have before. You're trying to move it faster than the guy before you. All right, it has to. You has to be good intent there. If there is not, you're missing the ball. How to set up the sets, reps, and percent? So I'm going to take you through block one. All the blocks are very similar. We're looking at a four-week block here. This is how I set up speed work with my athletes. You may see it done a little bit differently depending on whose style of the conjugate system that you're looking at. I have four-week blocks for our athletes. Week one, we're doing a five-by-five. Five, that's the sets and reps. Some of our female athletes will work with an eight-by-five. We'll do a little bit more. Some of our male athletes will work with an 8x5. It really depends, but pretty um, pretty regularly I'm going to prescribe a 5x5. Five five. Um, sometimes I put a few more reps in, or a few more sets in there, but we are going to work with five reps. Week one, 40%. That's bar weight. So you take your one rep max, and I would take a training max, not your all-time max. Not you're on a this one cent of blue moon. I hit this weight in the gym, and it was a touch and go bounce house. You know, we we want a nice controlled comp bench. Shave another 15, 20 pounds off that. There you go. That's your training max. Take that number. Take forty percent of it. That's what you're gonna start off the speed cycle with. What I'm gonna add in bands, band tension or chain weight, is about twenty to thirty percent. I would definitely start on the lower side, 20% for starters. Week two, again, five by five. That's going to be routine throughout. We're going to work at 45%. So bar weight comes up a little bit. Week three, 50%. Bar weight comes up a little bit. Week four, we dial it back down to 40%. And our aim is to move at a quicker pace than we did week one. Okay, if you do not have a way of measuring that, we use the eye test. We have someone measure how long the set takes. There's a lot of ways that we can see incremental progress there. Sometimes it's just based off feel. This felt a lot faster than it did week one. That is our aim. That is what we're looking to do. That's a four-week block. Starts 40, 45, 50, 40%. Dials back down. The bands and chains remain the same throughout, 20 to 30%. So let's, for example, let's take a 200-pound bencher. I'm just picking 200 make the math easy. Okay, we have a 200 pound bencher. We're going to utilize 40% of his one rep max. Okay, what would that be? I believe that to be uh, 40%, or I'm sorry, uh, that is going to be 60 pounds, uh, 200 pound bencher. Okay, very lightweight. It's not a lot of weight there, right? It has to move fast. The acceleration needs to be there in the bar. 
And that's going to be a, a big rule is speed first. If you have to dial these percentages down, then we can do so. The bar speed has to be there. Speed work should feel like a plyometric. It should feel like you can throw that bar out of your hands and catch it. Okay. So week one, we have a 200-pound bencher benching with 60 pounds. Plus, he's going to add about 20% uh, of his one rep max uh, in chain weight or band tension. Okay. So we are looking at 40 pounds there. Okay. So 200-pound bencher, they're going to have 60 pounds plus an additional 40 or so pounds in band tension or chain weight. And that's slowly going to bump up throughout. The 40% goes to 45 to 50, back down to 40. Okay. So that's how we set it up. Sets, reps, percentage bar weight, percentage bands and chains. Now, each block... We're looking at a 12-week wave here. You can extend beyond this. We want to make some sort of change to the speed work, whether that's in your grip. Maybe you start off with a closer grip. Maybe you go to a comp grip. You go to a wider grip. You're varying your grips if you're not already varying your grips within the sets. You can absolutely take different grips within the sets as well. So that 5x5, you can do close medium wide close medium wide you, know, you can kind of cycle through that or you can cycle through different grips each block okay i can see it done either way um, within the sets if you want to uh, switch grips that's how i would typically approach it if you want to um you know go to that close to the medium to wide grip also changing bars Okay, the different bars that you can bench with, we're looking at a straight bar, of course, you know, with varying grips, a camber bar with varying grips, that's a bow bar, it has about a two inch uh, curve to it, alright, you've probably seen the Duffalo bar, Titan makes one called the Yukon bar, um, you know, you see a lot of different variations out there, but you can use the camber bar, you can use a football bar, alright, that's a neutral grip, football Swiss bar. You can also use a camber bar in terms like the spider camber, which has um, you know that big drop off that you often see people squatting with, keeps the weight around hip height. That bar is a challenge because that bar it, it really forces you to increase stability because that thing wants to swing on you. So we can use all these different bars. We can get creative. We can bench with an axle bar. You know, there's a lot of different variations we can throw in there. With all these bars, we can all these different grips that we can apply. So you really can run speed work throughout the year with multiple variations. I like to come around to um, keeping it strict to comp style in terms of grip, uh, in terms of um, the setup, the bar. I'll do comp style. I'd like to see that once every uh, two blocks, or um, I mean two training cycles, okay? Especially close to a meet, we want to keep it as specific as possible. So close to a meet, especially doing the speed work leading up to um, you know the last block to the meet, it's definitely going to be comp style. We're not going to throw any crazy variations in there. We want to try to keep things specific to what we're going to encounter at the meet and get extra practice in that way. Okay, so there is times where we want to come back to doing things comp style, comp grip. But 
for those other times, especially starting off a training cycle, use those variations where you, you do a football bar and you switch up the various uh, grips that are available on that. You know, we want to try to add variation into these speed works. Something to keep in the mind is that you're probably going to have a different max depending on which bar you have. You're not going to bench as much with a camber bar as you would with a straight bar. Therefore, these percentages, you might have to dial back. So you might have to do a wave of 30%, 35%, 40%, and then back down to 30 Okay, so the numbers might be reflected a little bit differently based on which bar you're using. Remember, bar speed is king. That's always what we go by. That's one of the big rules. Some of the other rules, controlled touch and go. All right, we don't want to completely bounce off our chest and breed bad habits, um, but we do want to take advantage of that stretch reflex rebound. We want to move explosively. You know, we want this set to be over in the quickest amount of time. So we are going to use a controlled touch and go. We want to work that reversal strength. Other thing, full lockouts. I really aim to get our athletes making sure they're doing full lockouts because the speed work when you're trying to move so fast it's very easy to cheat the lockout but we don't want to cheat the lockout as someone who has experienced detriment from cheating the lockout too long i've missed a fair share of lifts at that final little lockout and then what helped me tremendously with that is not only lockout work but also just making sure in my tricep movements, in my benching, you know, that I was achieving full lockout and I wasn't skipping over that portion because it will come back to get you. So full lockouts are definitely part of the rules here. So there you have it, guys. That's a speed cycle for you. That's how we set up the reps, the the sets of reps, the, the percentages, okay? Um, it needs to be fast. You know, the bar needs to be moving fast. If it's not moving fast, then we have to take weight off. We have to, um, you know, if you have to dial back to 30% or lower, then so be it. Some lifters are explosive and fast already. All right, some lifters are very slow and grinders, okay? If we're trying to build acceleration in someone that's already very slow, we're going to have to use a lighter percentage. If I have an athlete who's already super explosive, I'm probably going to use a higher percentage. With the rep one unit, if you do have a speed device, you can actually aim to hit a certain velocity. Now that velocity is going to be different depending on a lot of factors, depending if you are a slow lifter, fast lifter, limb lengths, um, it, what device you are using. You know, So that's going to be individual, but if you have a unit, you can make that the primary goal. Make that the source of uh, what you're shooting for, not bar weight. You know, we have a standard bar weight on there, but we're trying to hit a certain speed zone each week. Okay, that's a great way to run speed cycle as well. So you have it, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in to Benchcast. Please stay tuned for a word about our VIP membership. Are you frustrated with your training progress? I get it. I've been there, and I've also helped numerous athletes break their plateaus. I'd like to invite you to a cost-efficient way of joining our Big Benches team, the VIP membership. Through joining our exclusive team group hosted via Facebook, you'll receive access to everything you need to see big progress in your training. Access all of our program templates for free, coaching critiques on lifts, and exclusive video tips on how to improve technique. 
Not to mention, all members receive a 15% lifetime discount to our store. Need new wraps, sleeves, apparel? It's all there. Join the VIP membership today by visiting bigbenches.com. Look forward to having you on the Big Benches team.